Whoa, 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 hold on a second. What do you mean, Mortal Kombat? You only just got back from the Nether Realm. Yeah, exactly that. I think we should settle this with Mortal Kombat. I'm fucking pissed. I warned you about that film and look what happened. Look, I can only apologise so much. I played that shitty video game for you and I brought you back. What more do you want from me? And to be fair, your suffering did revive me, so I guess whatever. Well, I guess we're at an impasse. How was the Never Realm? Is it everything I think it is going to be like? Uh, tad humid. Once you get used to all the screaming, it's not too bad a place. The only are quite friendly as well. You just have to assert dominance, you know? Tell you what though, fucking busy there. So many ghouls staggering about, getting in the fucking way, wound me right up. See, that just sounds like London to me. Yeah, as a holiday location, I'd probably give it a 3 out of 10 on TripAdvisor. Well, seeing as you're back now, I guess we should probably watch the first Mortal Kombat, you know, by way of apology, and probably what we should have done in the first place. Are you down for that? Yeah, let's do this. Let's watch us some Mortal Kombat. Tofty! We are watching... 1995's Mortal Kombat, the movie film. Okay. Which is by far the best Mortal Kombat film. Uh, I have a lot of nostalgia for this film. I know lots of things about this film. And it's brilliant. Despite, against all odds, it being directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> Paul Willie Slinger Anderson. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Paul W.S. Anderson, you might... May or may not know, he might feature later down the line on some potential episode. He is well known for churning out shy, such as Resident Evil and Resident Evil Apocalypse and Resident Evil Retribution and Resident Evil Afterlife and Resident Evil The Final Chapter and... Oh, what else did he do? He then, was, he then went on... He took a break from Resident Evil and then he went, yeah, I'm going to do some Monster Hunter. Yep. <laughs> this is the market quality we're, we're, we're getting in for, people. Um, although I do completely agree, though, this film is... I do have a lot of nostalgia for this film. It's, um, Can we just stop there and appreciate how well I did with the Resident Evil title? You really did. You really, really did. <laughs> you really did. That was quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of anything else that he's done. He's done Event Horizon as well. Uh, yeah, he did Event Horizon, which I think is pretty much the start of the downfall of him, really. Yeah, I think he... Aliens versus Predator. Oh, good Lord, yes, he did the original Aliens versus Predator. Yeah. 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 Gross. It was. Um, they really should have let James Cameron do that. I, I don't think they should have done it. Just leave it as a PC game. Uh, well, yeah, that works as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody knows this film is 95% one of the <laughs> highest rated films ever and is the best video game adaption movie ever. This film won like seven Oscars, <laughs> six or eight, uh, six or nine um, BAFTAs. You know, all of the cast have gone on to be squillion, billion, jillionaires and appear in any film they want. Like, you said best video game ad adaptation. I think Detective Pikachu would like a word with you. Um, it, it can. It can totally have a word with me. I, and you'll rip his spine out. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, I was trying to think of what I actually do think is the best video game adaption into a movie. And I'm thinking Detective Pikachu, except no substitutes. No. I, I swear to God, if you say Doom, I will slap you so hard. As much as I like Doom... No, definitely not. Um, no, oh, it's escaped me. I think there is one better than Detective Pikachu. I really do. Assassin's Creed. I've not actually watched that. <laughs> I've not actually watched that. No. Oh, Detective Pikachu. No. It has to be. Detective Pikachu. I'm not sure going to say the Prince of Persia. Sorry. The Prince of Persia, Sounds of Time. That was alright as a film if you ignore that it was based on a game. Yeah. Editor's note, the video game movie I was actually thinking of was the fan-made short film of Uncharted starring Nathan Fillion. 
technically I don't think it qualifies, but that was what I was thinking of. If you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. Anyway, I think we're kind of straying from the point now. Let shall we shall we just get into the the, the greatness that is the Mortal Kombat? Yes. So yes, indeed. I understand a new one's out this month, next month. At time of recording, it's supposed to be out uh, April the 21st, I think yeah. it is, on HBO Max in the States anyway. Mm. So, looking forward to that one. It's a shame that they've just called it Mortal Kombat, because then everybody's going to be confusing it with this. And this one is obviously going to be much better. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, let's watch this. Come on. Mortal Kombat, me. You're ruining the film already. <laughs> Combat is a great film, isn't it? Yeah, I, I really think it is. I New Line Cinema really did quite well with this. Out of nowhere, and even this intro cinematic, it's brilliant. Yeah, the, the flames and the, the dragon logo, yeah, that's that's and the screaming. Yeah. That's what I remember. Whenever anybody says there's a new Mortal Kombat, you can't help but go, Oh Captain! Here we have the favourite my favourite character from this film, Kari Hiroyuki Taganawa or Tagawa. Apologies. And Shang Tsung. Your soul is mine! So beloved he's in the new one, right? As in the new game on... Yeah. Isn't he? He's as DLC. They got his likeness and stuff for it, so... He actually come back for the YouTube TV series Did to he? play old Shang Tsung. Did he really? He did. For um, Mortal uh, Kombat Rebirth, I believe, is what they called the Rebirth? TV series. Legacy? Thing. Whatever it's called, yeah. yeah. I really loved that short. That, that initial first 10 yeah. 15 minute short was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, he came back to play Shang Tsung, playing the old Shang Tsung. Yeah. Yeah. For that, which is great. And it's interesting. So, for this film, for casting, yeah. he actually turned up in costume. Oh, wow. And the writers and the casting people knew that this is the guy we want. We, we don't want anyone else, we want this guy. And they deliberately made Shang Tsung younger in this film. Okay. So they didn't have to put him on prosthetics. Ha! Huh. Okay, yeah, I believe it. Because in the first two games, he's an old man. Yeah. And I think it's the third game where the Emperor rejuvenates him as payment. Possibly, but then he's a sorcerer, he can probably rejuvenate himself anyway. Hmm. Now here we have Sonya Blade carrying a shotgun in a very peculiar manner. It's my ma it's my boy Kano. Mwah. Yeah. So a bit of trivia you obviously know about Kano in this. Everybody knows that based on his representation here as an Aussie, all of the later games adopted him as an Aussie character. However, did you know that actor's British and he put on the Australian accent? What? Just for giggles. What? Really? Yeah. Oh wow, that's that's funny right there. <laughs> and here's another best sequence with Lyndon Ashby as Johnny Cage. Yeah. I, the one thing that's aged just one scene is the 90s trousers. Look how flared they are at the bottom. Oh, 90s, Lord. the suits were all baggy, boxy. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. They should have... Do you know what? He is really good. Don't get me wrong. Lyndon Ashby this is in this film. Hmm. Part of me thinks what would have happened if they'd got uh, the, the man from Brussels, JCVD. Who they based the character on. Yeah, yeah. Um, we wouldn't have had such a great time in Street Fighter. True. Very true. Um, but it would have had a lot more jumping, spin kicks, roundhouse kicks. Yeah. Would he have done the splits? That wasn't too bad a kick. Yeah, he totally would have done no, the splits. No, he would have done the splits. He does the splits like in the film, doesn't he? Yeah. The thing I like about this is that Lyndon Ashby did a lot of his own um, stunts for this. 
Oh, did he? And oh. he had had some martial arts training experience prior to filming this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was meant to be Steven, Steven Spielberg. And he dropped out at the last moment. So they got someone to look like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. But um, apparently Steven Spielberg actually wanted to do a cameo. It was just a filming conflict. That, that brings up a whole... Uh, uh, yeah. That just brings up many... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love how he isn't worried or confused at all that he's been handed a scroll as an invitation to a martial arts tournament rather than just like a standard envelope invitation. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the guy did say it's once in a generation, so maybe the scroll would make sense. The other bit that I couldn't quite make up in my mind I love that effect, by the way, of um, him yeah, transitioning to Shanghai. And I also love how um, Trump transitions into him as well in that meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the the bit the bit the one bit I couldn't make sense of was that he's filming in LA. Yeah. He has to get a plane all the way to Hong Kong the same day to then be on a boat by nightfall. Right. How fast is that fucking plane? Pretty fast. Pretty fast. <laughs> I like the pointless lightning. lightning and thunder in the background when he just flipped it. That's great. <laughs> but I do love, despite it's been a 95 film, that we've told you about 80s uh, electrical lightning yeah. effects and stuff. All, all either hand-drawn on the frame. Or, I was watching a video, actually, the other day. I think the time this goes out, I would have covered... The Fly 2, and I can't remember whether I left it in the commentary because I went off on the tangent, but I watched The Fly 2 mm. and it reminded me because that's got awesome 80s lightning effects. It turns out, I watched this video, uh, for Terminator 2, Yeah. this is a roller coaster of films, just keep, with, keep up with me. Yeah. So in Terminator 2, they didn't actually draw it on the frames, they actually used footage from a Tesla coil. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which is why it all sort of seems to emanate to one spot. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, that's really... I thought that was really cool. I like that. Because my YouTube recommended it's just a hive of scum and villainy, apparently. Mm. Understandable. <laughs> Offer another bit of trivia for you that I know about Christopher Lambert. Hit me. Uh, he actually provided the French dub as well. Because he's... French speaks French. Of course. So he dubbed his character in French. You might as well get your money's worth. It's like Vin Diesel doing I Am Group in every language. Yeah. Might as well get your money's worth. Yeah. Je suis Groot. <laughs> well, okay then. You weren't impressed with that. How about he's such a big video game fan okay. that when they needed to film reshoots? You know, and stuff like that. Normally, you'd have a stand-in if you're not doing a speaking part. Yeah. He actually flew all the way to Thailand to do the stand-in stuff, free of charge. Free of charge. Just because he wanted to be wanted to be involved and everything, rather than have a stand-in. That's cool. And he also paid for the rap party afterwards. Of course he did, because he's fucking Christopher Lambert. And you're just like, what a cool dude. But he's clearly still atoning for. Uh, Highlander 2. Yeah. The Quickening. Yeah. Whatever that film's called. God, that film's awful. We haven't really talked about Bridget here, have we? Playing Sonia Blade. Bridget Nielsen. Mm. No, that's not Bridget Nielsen. It's not Bridget Nielsen, sorry. Try, let's try that again. Let's try that again. <laughs> we have... <laughs> we haven't really spoke much about um, Bridget here playing Sonia Blade. So if it's not Bridget Nielsen, who is it? Bridget Wilson. Bridget, I was close. The, the surnames are similar. <sighs> yeah. She was actually who they originally wanted for Sonia Blade, but she couldn't actually make it in time for filming because she was filming Billy Madison. Right. So they'd actually cast Cameron Diaz. Oh, Who'd yeah. been doing a lot of prep and training in preparation for filming this during... The mask, just after concluding the mask. I was going to say, was this pre-mask or was this post-mask? Post-mask. So she just finished doing the mask, started a lot of martial arts training. Then she actually broke her wrist, so I had to pull out. 
Mm. And they were lucky because Bridget, who's who they originally wanted, they yeah. finished that Billy Madison the day before and they flew her next day to the set of this. Oh, wow. So she actually did all of the martial arts training on set of this in between takes, which is why, unfortunately, she looks the absolute worst at all of the fighting stuff. And it's because she was learning as they were filming. Yeah, I was going to say, she... she for the fighting she does do, she doesn't do a lot. Yeah. Part of the reason is because she was learning on, on set in between takes. Mm. That's quite cool. Yeah. Enough! Enough! Do you think Cameron Diaz would have been any good in the role? Though? Um, given, given her track record, looking back with hindsight, Possibly in terms of the acting, there's not too much for the character to do, but if she'd done more of the fight training, at least her fight scenes would have looked that I'm much convincing. better, so that might have helped. And how much would her career have changed? Uh, I don't think As she well. would have started anything else after this. I was going to say, because you've got to think that she, obviously, like you said, she went on and did The Mark. She, she did The Mask. She debuted in The Mask. The Mask, yeah. So this was 95, a couple of years yeah. later after this would have been, there's something about Mary. Yeah, that was like 99, wasn't it? 97, 98 possibly, yeah. something like that. Quite uh, citation needed, yeah. consider revising. It would have been a different career path for her. Yeah. Do you reckon that's his real head, do you think that's a wig? Because uh, I'm just looking at, at his... Um... That is quite clearly a wig. <laughs> I'm just looking at his hairline there. You, you down- we're we're that- talking about Christopher Lambert as Raven, by the way. Yeah. Uh, your downside here of your high quality Blu-ray is this everything so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Robin showed that's got to be real. Yeah, that's his real mother. That's real. Yeah, that's got to be real. But I'm just looking at Lambert and I'm thinking, nah. He, he still has all that hair now. Does he? Yeah. What's he been in recently? Because I can't even think of anything aside from this. Uh, the second film that, that it was in. The last film I recall him being in was the Street Fighter Chun Li film. Oh, good lord. Yeah, The Legends uh, of Chun Li. But he had done some films in between. So I do like how Johnny Cage is the comic relief throughout this until a certain point in the film. But Sonny, he suddenly has a dynamic swing and is less comedic relief and he's more serious. Well, I guess that's keeping with the character, isn't it? And the lore, I guess. Mm. Because we've recently watched Scan Off Again on another tangent, which we which we are tending to do today, because of course we are. We've recently watched the 2020 Mortal Kombat School Scorpion's Revenge. Revenge? Yeah. And that is a partial retelling of the first, second game. Yeah, first and the second games with some tangents, um, which I really liked, but David hated. I didn't, it's not that I hated it. It's just you didn't like it. It's not that I didn't, it was fine. wrong. It was fine. But it was, I was expecting more Scorpion for a film called Scorpion's Revenge. And loads of Scorpion. Yeah, but then it had all of these other characters in it. They kind of sold it wrong. Yeah, but the thing is, as we learned from the web series, if you have lots of lore and all the characters, but you don't actually have any Mortal Kombat, it doesn't do well. It needs to have the Mortal Kombat tournament involved to actually push it. How much oil have those dudes got on their bodies? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but also it's filmed in Thailand, so it's rather warm. I like how he's got Sub-Zero front and centre, as you should, being the best character. I, I disagree. I, okay. The actor that plays Sub-Zero, um, the stuntman, is actually the highest ranked martial artist on set. I believe that. Yeah. Just, just throw it out there and we'll move along. As I said, I know things about this and I don't have to reference anything. Yeah, I believe, I believe that. I would say the thing no, that the animation does better than... Um, this is at the tournament he gives a little bit of a better explanation as to what the fuck is going on rather than sitting everyone down to a meal let them eat none of their trash in a place and then having someone exploded in front of them and he says yeah you're fine for your rounds uh, thing for survival and it's also like 
all these other species of people from other realms yeah. there, which I'm like, that makes sense. But here we go, I love this. I think that was mainly because they were trying to push the more law, which yeah. is... <laughs> um, this is stupid. What, for this dude who's like cracking all of these bones and crap for fighting? Well, it's not that, it's just the fact he stands there and he does all these moves and then he just literally runs at Sub-Zero. Yeah. Oh. Look at all this, look. look at all these high kicks. It's impressive, don't get me wrong. Well, it's just to highlight how badass Sub-Zero is, but additionally, you kind of go, what did those guys say to him? We did a little pre-tournament pre fight, and we wouldn't need to fight Sub-Zero. You're going to be like, what the fuck do you mean I'm fighting Sub-Zero? Because those guys are all employed by Shang Tsung, I assume. Ah, he said the thing. So John and Cage is it's dismissive there, but Art Lee standing next to him just got that expression of what the fuck on his face, like <laughs> dumb, completely down how on the desk. The fuck have I just seen? What the fuck am I doing here? What the fuck's going on? And then Johnny Cage is thrown out a Salkin remark and strolled off and you're like, Ang Lee needs some counselling. <laughs> <laughs> The set design is gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. They put a lot of attention to detail on the um, on the set design and all of the the statues and and everything else, haven't they? Mm. I mean, look at that! All those statues there while he's walking up the steps outside of the um. Yeah, they, of the palace, they, I guess. they put a lot of effort into this. They wanted this to be good, which, which is, is why, which is why it won nine Oscars. Well, clearly. Why does he look so worried now, but yet he'd been looking at Goro sitting in a throne, and he wasn't worried at all, and he sees him stand up and goes, wait, you've got four arms, and you're 12 foot tall. Can we just talk about how good Goro looks, right? Apparently, a million dollars on that animatronic puppet. A million dollars alone on yeah. Goro. And it did break a lot, apparently. Apparently, it's three-person operation. One for the eyes, one for some of the arms, and another for another part of motion. See, because I, because I think it's Studio ADI who does the effects for Goro, mm. and the way because there was um, there's a lot behind the scenes videos you can watch online if you look up Studio ADI Goro. So in this video, one of them they've got online, they literally built, built the top half of Goro. So the head, the first set of arms, they put it on top of another person. Yeah. So there's literally another person standing here. Okay, yeah, so yeah. That, that works for my free person thing now. One yeah. for the eyes, one for the top arms and movement, and then another person. And obviously there's a person underneath for the second set of yeah. arms, and then obviously for yeah. the legs of the, yeah. But you have to think, 1995, it's really impressive because they sell it really well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just thinking, because 1995, arguably, you could have done it all CGI. I imagine it's what they've done with the reboot. Based on seeing how well they did Reptile in this, I'm glad they didn't do yeah. CGI. Though is CG enhanced in a few scenes. Well, that's all CG should be. It should yeah, be yeah, used yeah, to enhance yeah, practical yeah. effects. It should not be used in its entirety to, yeah, you know. I'm looking at you, the thing 2011. Which, ironically, is another Studio ADI uh, effects film. Princess Kitana. The Emperor's adopted daughter. Why should I? So originally in the script for this, yeah, uh, Luke Hang and, and uh, Princess Katana actually did have a full-on romantic story arc. Whereas in this the version we see, they sort of allude to it, saying they're into each other and they're crushing and that. Then the actual theatrical, they go full-on to, to have them have a relationship mm. and, and fall in love. And originally Katana was going to fight Jade. Who, is remarkably absent from this film. I was going to say, Jade's not in this film. Yeah. So again, original script to film a few alterations. Well, yeah, I imagine the budget for that would be just stupid. Uh, look. 
Because Jade's the one with the... No, no, no. No, no that's no, somebody else. That's Melina. That's Melina. Yeah. Yeah. The, the clone. No, Jade is her... Would be the handmaiden to Katana and wears the green. That's right, yeah. Hence the name Jade. Yeah. You know. I don't know. There's, there's like three princess characters. They're all very similar in the games anyway. They look similar, but one's got a... Yeah. I forget what race might be the same race as... Baraka, I don't know. Yeah. Mortal Kombat lore is stupid. Uh, so Baraka is a... He's not Deadpool. Chaco... Chakaron or something. Uh, yeah. The Yes. <laughs> no, 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 you're just looking at me no, with disgust right now. He's a Tarkatan. Okay. That's much better than, than El Chombo's Macaron. Chacaron. Yeah, I have no idea what you've been talking about, to be honest. The song. Have you not ever seen the song? The Chacaron song? No. You keep making that. And no, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's shocking. Big Enter the Dragon vibes here. Yeah. For sure. I think that's why this film works so well. So, um, let's take something no works and fit that into this sort of mould. It, it just helps it. Now, this fight, yeah. the reason it's done with bamboo sticks initially is that the actor there yeah. actually burnt his hand and was having to grip around the stick to, to actually be able to fight properly, to not have to drop out of filming. Oh, okay. So by gripping around the stick, he was able to do a lot of this stuff, and a lot of the shots don't show both of his hands, because one of them's quite badly burned. Mm. Yeah, I did wonder why. It's the only fight in the film that basically uses weapons. But it's also quite cool because it is a good, it is a good, it is one of the more memorable fights. Yeah, see the burn on his hands. Yeah. Enjoy your tenant, you pink Blu-ray people. So another thing, bit trivia for you. Paul W. Sanderson didn't really know how to film fight scenes. Yeah, no shit. Well, no. <laughs> Initially, he filmed all of the fight scenes uh, as a wide shot. Yeah. Great for us viewing it. But a lot of the actors started complaining like, that they just couldn't do like three or four minute fight scenes continuously and flawlessly. I'm getting really tired. And it was only when Robin's show went to him, look, here's the trick. You do lots of close-ups of certain bits of action and only a few wide shots. Yeah. And then it flows better, and this is how we do it in Hong Kong movies. Which is, I thought was just a brilliant thing, is that Rolling Show knows so much about yeah. um, filming and choreography, but he was actually advising the director on how best to shoot stuff. The thing is, right, is that all of the long shots, though, are really cool to look at. Yeah. That's the thing, though. That's, uh, that's yeah. really cool. Unfortunately, yeah. your, your trained fighters and actors can't yeah, do they can't do. <laughs> it's such high yeah. intensity, isn't it? Yeah, like traditional sparring, fine, but theatrical choreographed fighting, yeah. no. Right. This is arguably the worst fight, I think. Yeah, but that's the best one, Lyman. What? Give me a break. Yeah, and she breaks his neck. <laughs> Yeah, but again, she shouldn't be able to. Why? We'll, we'll get to it, but... Leverages and stuff, like, come on now. I like the fact that she's put blush on and she's in the middle of the tournament. Uh, yeah. I do think her costume's cool, how they've gone. Right, you come to this island in a polo jumper and, like, denim jeans. 
because you sprint into this boat and all she's done is convert her jeans into shorts by cutting them off <laughs> and like taking her polo net jumper off. I'm like, that works for me. Whereas Luke Kang, he's suddenly in black trousers and a white vest. And you're like, well, how, where did you come with those? Because you didn't actually have a bag when you got on the boat. Yeah, did, did like, mate, he's yeah. off, didn't he? So. Like, did, did, did like Johnny Cage lend you something from the one suitcase you managed to make up that giant set of stairs? Mind you, that was a good shout for being kicked in the stomach. Rather yeah. than just a standard like little wings, like had a proper like shit I've just been kicked in the stomach, yeah. just been winded. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, spit him on the leg and obviously. Ah, it's like she had no leverage that snaps on the neck. I'm not having that. But she did. Right, okay. But she okay, did. so here is the first bit of trivia that feeds into the bit of trivia you need. Right, Scorpion. This fight scene, Scorpion and Johnny Cage. Yeah. This initial bit in the forest was in the film. Yeah. However, when it went to test screens, audience went, this film needs more fighting. <laughs> so when Johnny Cage does his jumping, sidekicking Scorpion and he teleports, yeah. the bit after that's a reshoot. Get over here. But you'll notice as he does his flying kick and Scorpion, he starts to do a shadow kick and he starts to like fade fade yeah. out. And originally just then you're going to kick him in the chest and that was fight over. Really? Everything after that is an additional shot. That's cool. So the additional shot is the first of two that Robin Show did the choreography and filming of. And he actually introduced wire work, which isn't something that was done in Hollywood movies at the time. And yeah. actually taught um, Lyndon Ashby into doing that all about himself without a stunt double. And that's where he got kicked in the kid and he ended up pissing blood. Ah, oh, that's cool. Really? So yeah. Arguably one of the best fights in the film was a reshoot that Robin show when So look here, look as he's running, he starts to do a shadow kick. Yeah. Yeah. So then they just added in that effect of that. And then this bit here, when he's in the hell dimension, that's all the reshoot. Yeah. That's mad. That is absolutely mad. So Robin Show did the choreography for this particular sequence, and I think he even directed it. And introduced all this wire work and stuff. And I mean, it talked Lyndon Ashby into probably fighting Scorpion and a lot of these takes where he kind of wanted to use a stunt double. <laughs> so you may even see the shot where he gets kicked in the kidney really hard. Well gone. So we know that Scorpion's voiced by Ed Boon, the creator. Yeah. Without this reshoot, Ed Boon wouldn't have given his voice to Scorpion in the film because he doesn't talk before us. So I'm just listening to the Fear Factor. Yeah, this is Fear Factor. Yeah, it's <laughs> a Scorpion ripping his face off. I think this is a reference to a fatality. Isn't yeah, it's one of the games. This is a fatality where he brings fire on him. That's it. <laughs> But then in return, the way when Luke Cage, uh, not Luke Cage, yeah, when Johnny Cage at the end here throws the photo, yeah, that's, that's like, a fatality. Well. No, that's a friendship. Oh, it's a friendship. That's a friendship move. That's right. Look at that. That's cool. Head explosion. <laughs> to my greatest fan, Johnny Cage. Yeah, that whole sequence, a reshoot. Like, come on. So it would have gone from a shadow kick? Yeah. It would have just kicked him in the chest and him down, and then it would have moved on. Yeah, that's... That, yeah. And you're like, that was a lot of martial arts, and there wouldn't have actually been too many martial arts fights in this You think if a, if, a, if a fan of Mortal Kombat got in and they wanted to see Scorpion, then they'd get him get kicked in the chest, and that and was it. it. They, they'd have been pissed. Yeah, yeah basically. They don't think they... Does he even throw a single punch or anything? 
was doing the forest. He just does that weird. No, he does the, the CG thing that comes out of his hand rather than a rope and not. Which is invented for the film. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a blade and yeah. a yeah. bit of rope. But I like this sequence here where we've got Sub Zero fighting. Here are raiding, cheating, putting some water in the scenario so, so that Lee Kang can win. The, the best thing I like about this fight is, is a, just a bit of trivia. So there's a sequence where Sub-Zero does backflips down a little slope. Yeah. And Robin Show, Liu Kang, was meant to do front flips down the slope. But he couldn't manage it, and he tried multiple times to do it, and he couldn't manage it. So the take in the film just shows him running down a thing, shouting, Rah! and that was when he got so frustrated trying to do the front flips. He oh, really? up and run down. <laughs> and they just kept that take in. That's cool. This is a cool shot though, where they're standing side by side like that, kind of evoking the, the yeah. Okay. Other places it looked really corny, but for a, for a fighting film, it's fine. Yeah. I like that first person section of Doom. Uh, fuck that. Well, that bit was like I kind of like that bit to be honest. Yeah, but it's so hokey and corny. That's the thing. Well, it's probably why I quite like it. <laughs> Because that sequence will not work in third person. There's so many long wide shots, isn't there? You can just, like you said, boing. So I think, yeah, this bit here, he just backflips down. So again, without the reshoots, all these fights are quite short. They really are, aren't they? I do love this bit. Because at this point you go, what the fuck are you doing something? You would just run up and kick him in the head, wouldn't you? Well, either done his... Yeah, but once you started to stand there, before he cha started channeling the stuff, you would just run up and twat him in the face as hard as possible. Yeah, you would have done it. Whereas here he's like, hang on, man, machine that didn't pass. Now we get some cool music that you like. Napalm Death Twist the Knife. What a tune. I think this is the only time we see other contestants. Contestants? Combatants from Earth. With a cave. Yeah. And you always see them you get thrown to the floor dying. In quick succession. Don't forget. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. I don't think you see any of those guys on the boat. No. <laughs> I remember when we when we first started going into um, MP3 downloads and stuff, and we downloaded that and we thought it was Metallica track. You know? <laughs> it's not. It's Napalm Death and Twist the Knife. Because I remember buying the album, I was like, holy crap, it's that song from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I can't remember what album it's off actually. Should have cracked his neck, shouldn't I? Probably couldn't with the animal. You're making this all sound really simple, and it isn't. Yeah, it is. Because I can't let what happened to Art happen to you. I'm curious whether he has this additional confidence because he does shadow kick Scorpion. Possibly. Mm. But I do like how he's listening to Raiden's advice. Or Raiden's advice. Yeah. Or, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to take Goro. I just like the fact that he turned around to Sonya Blade and goes, I've got a plan. And what is his plan? Punch him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's not much of a plan. It's a good plan. He's thought about it. Assuming that Goro has a dick. He's like, what could possibly... Yeah, but we never see a wire shot. Imagine he's got like, this huge pouch on the front or something. <laughs> right. The one bit I can't quite make sense of is that Johnny Cage challenges Goro to defeat and then Shang's on me and he goes, I'm now going to declare final combat. Like, what happened to those fights that were going to happen in between? Because Johnny Cage is, cut, is jumping the queue. Deal is a deal. 
Well, clearly, Shang Tsung has more credits than Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, and everybody combined. He clearly has more one-pound coins than everybody well, else it, in the it, world. It's more just that it's like, he said that you weren't meant to fight her now, he fights her now and beats him. It's like, well, hang on, what happened to the rest of the fights that were going to happen? <laughs> Unless we're assuming that Gora has literally beaten everybody else. No, because Shang Tsung just said you weren't meant to fight him now. But I do like how Johnny H is like, you know what, fuck this, I want to take this guy out. <laughs> Why postpone the inevitable? Well, it's called confidence, and confidence is key. If you go into a fight thinking you're going to lose, chances are you're going to lose, isn't you? It's those two blokes again. Please, yeah. I'm big fan of Goro. I'm curious if they're if they're actually somebody we're meant to get, but I'm not sure. I don't think they are. Pretty sure he ad-libbed this. I swear he ad-libbed it. Runs away. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon uh, Johnny Cage has scoped out this place as the perfect thing for an ambush. We have to because you can't believe that he's improvising because his plan cannot have purely have been. Punch him in the dick. Punch him in the dick and leg it. Those were five hundred dollars sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the CG bit I referenced. That was... Yeah. Yeah. Part me fall down. Cool smoke effects. This is where you fall down. Every good film needs somebody falling into the distance. It's like a staple of early 90s cinema. So, the bit that you're about to tell me earlier on is yes. where the reptile fights are issued. Yes, it was funny enough, yes. Yeah. So what actually had happened is they kicked the CG thing into the body, then they just moved on. Right. But the reshoot, they went, well, we don't know how the CG's going to look, but why don't we just change that thing into a person? Yeah. And then all of that was a fight scene that Robin Shaw again choreographed and directed. And again, it's one of the best fight scenes in the thing, yeah. as all the wire food and stuff. Um, but interestingly, he then uh, cracked or broke a rib during this fight scene. What we joked. But he didn't tell anybody until they completed filming because he's like, this film is going to be my big breakout thing in Hollywood. I don't want to get replaced. Yeah. Wasn't his big breakout in Hollywood? But he's by far the best thing in this. So yeah, initially, film ends there. Me always don't mind up. No. And then this 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 way. Yeah, fine. Hence the reason why they're kicking through a wall and going to a new area, because it's a good way of introducing a easy yeah. easy to incorporate into a film 
Well, additionally, this is a much better place to do wildlife in. Ceilings, yeah. stuff like that. Plus, if you only had enough for, um, to make the, the other scene, I don't know how far they'd actually build the other set, yeah. that walkway. Whereas this is enclosed. That must be where he broke his room. Uh, I don't know, he might have got kicked in a little bit there. Really, what they should have done is when they went to the tower, they should have done test your might, test your strength, well, test your um, that, whatever the other one is. That's what it's referencing, and arguably that's the weakest bit of the these three tests. And one of them, it's ignore Shang Tsung's just transformed into your brother. Yeah. That's easy enough. Then the other two, one was about confidence, and the other one was just a make believe bit, and you're just like, it's just, those were just poor. Maybe test your strength, should add him like, kick open a door or something to get him with a really big lock on it. You know what I mean? Like, they could have just done the street fight, I think, and just have him beat up a car or a load of barrels or something. Yeah, or they could have just said there won't be free tests, just say, you need to overcome your greatest fear and then just have the, the shot of him, of Shang Tsung Trump trick him. But have the shot of Shang Tsung Trump, Tsung Trump trick him to start with as soon as he walks in. Yeah. So you don't see Tran Shang Tsung transform. Shang Tsung. Yeah, I'm slurring my words and everything. You are Properly, like, pissed on Coca-Cola. Cool, get me on. I don't know why she gets changed into that leather dress. Uh, With no shoes, no less. I or are they slip-ons? I assume that he intends to torture or do some sort of perverse thing because he's had a whole load of monks coming in as well. So you compare this to the fight scene we've just had where, where the shots were just sort of cut, 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 cut. This is all kind of swooping and sweeping and... It's good, it's impressive, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't have the right. frenetic feel yeah. like the right. other fight had. Again, that was a quite cool sequence, but that's the end of that little fight. Yeah. And that's like stage or section one of the boss fight, and you're like, that was over quite quickly. If the film didn't have those two reshoots, you would have yeah. been like, there wasn't much fighting in that, which was what the Ooh. feedback was. Yeah. Ian, whilst he summoned a dead, much like Sub-Zero was summoning stuff, you'd run over and punch him in the face. Yeah, you would. You'd just go over and death him, wouldn't if, you? If they've clearly got to concentrate to do their magic, just don't let them concentrate. Just can deck him. Like, run up and up and cut him. Yeah. But again, if you can summon thousands of souls, why stop at eight? Because there's only eight manhole covers, I know, but... Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he could have... I think in the game, he can just transform into them. He can't necessarily bring them back from the dead room. This implies he can just bring them back from the dead. I mean, he happened to have these guys buried there already. Uh... Do you know what? It's the cool sequence. Really, what they should have done is they should have had people he summoned back rather than random people who they fought in the tournament. Yeah, they should have had people they fought in the tournament. Really. I, th I think what they're, he's in, they're implying is that these were past champions and he had their corpses buried in this front room place. Just in case. So then he can summon. Well, otherwise, he just transforms into them because he's using their soul. Whereas in this one, I think it's implying they're reanimating the bodies. I think. But again, this is over rather quickly as well. I just think this temple was just happened to be built for this exact circumstance. So you had the guys buried, they've got random spikes that come out in the form of the dragon on the floor, I, just in case. I would assume that over the last nine Mortal Kombat's that he's won, he's sort of gone, oh, it'd be cool if this one could do this. <laughs> he's just been workshopping it. <laughs> like, a, like a vanity project. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I got time to kill between these these tournaments. Yeah, let's, whole um, generation. let's redecorate. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, uh, it's not actually a uh, flawless victory. That was not flawless. You got hit quite a bit. 
You even had your head slammed into the floor at one stage. <laughs> that was uh, technically a, in Tekken terms, a great fight. Uh, I would say that you should look at it more like Johnny Cage does. Does it matter? The bad guys are down and I'm still standing. <laughs> I love it when the keyboard. Yeah, it's just so memorable, isn't yeah. it? It's yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. It's just so nineties, isn't it? It makes me think of um, happier oh. times. What's what's that track? God, the um, the one they use in Trainspotting, the uh, Born Slippy. That's the one. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's just so memorable. You can instantly remember it. It's, it's coming momentarily. <laughs> there you go. Someone gets on here some shoes. I was just thinking that she'd be walking on all of that, 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 whatever it is. <laughs> Where is the lip movement there? Does not match what it's saying at all. That is. And that did look so terrible that last bit. That's the greatest ending in the cliffhanger, though. Uh, Come yeah. on, it is. That's a great cliffhanger for another film. Yeah, though, they, the Emperor just needed to look a bit cooler. He did look cool. Alright, his lips needed to match what he was saying. <laughs> you have to admit that's a cool, a cool yeah, cliffhanger. I, I would also agree with. Uh, I believe it was the carpool critics. Well, maybe it was the sequelizer said at the end of this film, if it'd been a modern film, rather than just a fighting stance, like Raiden would have turned into a bolt of lightning and gone towards like the Emperor. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that would have been cool. See, Bridget Wilson. <laughs> yeah, it's Bridget Wilson. She's Bridget not, Nielsen. not the seven foot Bridget Nielsen. <laughs> well, that's great. It's not. It's not by any means a technically good film, but it's it's fun. What do you mean it's not technically good? We spent a good hour discussing how technically great all the fight scenes were. Yeah, but they're reshot fight scenes. It's not. It's not a good film per se in that. But for what it is, it's it's great. That's a brilliant film. I don't, I don't know. I watch this every year. <laughs> well that was freaking awesome I haven't watched that film in at least three weeks yep good to admit that film is a nostalgic trip but I've just realised saying Dave I swear to god if you say you don't feel good I'm going to have to slap you I'm out of quarters oh boy here we go again